hearing that intro like it did something to me like taking a week break is weird it's like oh i'm back we're back we're doing this again but hey hi you guys welcome back or just welcome thanks for joining us if it's your first time tuning into the walking wall podcast um like always i'm so excited (laughs) so I, i mean i'm grateful i'm grateful for the space i'm grateful um for listeners i'm grateful that we have this sort of this sort of shared space to kind of um go over the word and talk about the things that pertain to our lives and living godly lives and lives that are pleasing to the Lord and also fulfilling to us. And so um, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for the break that we took. I was able to sort of recharge and refocus and um, and really just appreciate the gift that this podcast is to me as someone that is pouring out and also kind of being poured back in to by you guys as you, you know, share how much you're enjoying it or what it means to you. And um and that means a lot. And, and that just, that's so encouraging. Because um, a lot of times you start things that you feel like the Lord has called you to. And sometimes you do get weary and well-doing. And it's just been such a blessing, even though I kind of act awkward when people that I know say like, oh, I listened to it. It's like, oh, you know, my inner thoughts. <laughs> but um, it's it's a really awesome gift to me to be a part of this thing that's God's thing. So thank you for listening and thank you for, for being a part of this with me. Um, it's 2018, which is crazy. Like in so many ways, I think 2017 feels like it just started, but it also started years ago. Like it, it was for me, at least it felt like a long year because so much happened. Um, and, and I know that January is typically resolution month. We're all starting something and leaving something else behind and, um, and not to be stereotypical, but I think firsts are a big deal. I think firsts are, like a little critical period of your lives. And not to say that you have to wait to the first of something to start or change or become or let go of anything. But I I really believe that the first of things can just be potent and can be powerful for like drawing lines in the sand and saying, I will no longer be this or do this. And starting, you know, here and now I want to be this and do do X, Y, or Z. So this week, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about just reflecting over the past year. Um, we're going to spend this month sort of setting the trajectory for our 2018, really setting our intention for what we are, are believing God to see in 2018. And so this week I want to talk sort of just about reflecting over the past year, um, because I really don't think there you can really powerfully, um, really effectively move forward if you haven't taken stock of where you've been and what has occurred and what has transpired. And so this week we're going to talk just reflectively about what went on, what worked and all that good stuff. Next week, I'm hoping to sort of talk about our projections and our plans and the things that we hope to do and become in 2018. And then we're going to sort of talk about transitions the last two weeks of January. I'll be sort of taking an episode solo and then my gracious, beautiful mother will come and give us her years of wisdom and experience with transitions and how to move through that space efficiently and um, and just peacefully. So many times transitions can be like the shakeup point for our lives. And um, the better we get at knowing how to navigate transitions, I just believe it's, it's a smoother, more peaceful life that God has for us. So without further ado, we're going to talk. So this week, I don't really necessarily have nuggets per se. Um, I have questions. And so if you want to grab a pen and some paper to sort of write the questions down for you to kind of catch them as I'm throwing them out there to you, um, that would be good just because I have like 
six or seven of them and and there might be a little nugget here and there with them but um i just want us to sort of pause and reflect um before we decide that we're going to take off and go be something i think it's really important for us to to start with what was to be able to move forward from there and that being said i have one anchor scripture for us um to sort of start with that sort of kicks off our reflective episode um and it's haggai 1 and i think we're going to start at verse 3 um and i have a couple different versions i think i'm going to read to you guys two versions of it um because i like the way that those two versions say it and so haggai is a pro- is like a little prophetic book and um it's a, it's a book of prophecy prophetic book <laughs> But um, the Lord is speaking to his people as they are in exile in some foreign country. And so if we start at verse three, it says, um, shortly after that, God said more and Haggai spoke it. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins? And then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. And he said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket, that's what. That's why God of the angel army said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. That's the message version. And I want to read you guys one more. It's the um, the voice translation. It's one of my favorites. I think I've said that before on this podcast. But if we start at verse three again, it says, eternal one, these people living in Jerusalem say it's not yet the right time for them to rebuild the temple, the place where the eternal one dwells. The prophet Haggai gave a message from the eternal. Do you think the time is right for you to live in secure and lavishly covered homes when my house still lies in a heap of rubble? Think very carefully about your choices. You have planted a large crop, but your harvest is small. You have food to eat, but it is never enough to satisfy. You have something to drink, but you are never filled. You have clothes to wear, but they are not enough to keep you warm. You earn a salary, but the money runs out quickly as if there are holes in your pockets. Verse 7, think very carefully about your choices. And so that just, uh, the amplified version says um, for that line, think very carefully about your choices. It says, consider your ways. Um, And that's just such a powerful, just pausing point to just stop, consider your ways. Think about what has been, think about what you've been doing. Um, How is that working for you? Um, And so my questions for you guys, um, I'll start with my first statement and I might have a little nugget for that one, but um, this is a consider your ways episode. You know, let's think about 2017 and and what we did with it and what it did for us. Um, and so my first little nugget for you guys is to forgive yourself and to release others this year. Um, and this is reflective because um, I did a really awesome um, devotional, actually, with the Version app. And it was like it was called like no offense or offended and taken or something like that. But it was on offense. And I just thought it was a really good time in my life because I had noticed just like this, this little remnant um, of like offense and unforgiveness in my heart. And it wasn't necessarily one of those things where I was like, I hold a grudge, but it was like, "Mm, I'm relating to this person differently. And it's because of an interaction that we've had. And I consciously feel like I'm over that and I've moved past that interaction. But somewhere in me, it still is kind of like the the rudder to my interactions with them, to the way that I relate to them. I'm still relating to them out of that space of being offended or being hurt or being like snubbed or whatever. And so um, I kind of took this time a couple of weeks before 
the um the end of the year and was just like, Lord, how do I get over this? How do I move past this? You know, um, what is that in me? What's going on? How do I resolve this? And it was really interesting to me because I felt kind of towards the end of this year, like I was stuck. I felt sort of spiritually stuck, kind of stagnant, like, ugh, you know, like not vibrant and growing and glowing. And, you know, sometimes those seasons happen, but like I really had to sort of look inwardly and be like, what is clogging up the flow in me and unforgiveness? And unforgiveness is one of those things that the Bible talks about kind of strongly and sternly that um, in the Gospels, Jesus is talking to, you know, the disciples and, and people that he's teaching. He's like, you've got to forgive so that your heavenly father can forgive you. And we know, you know, New Testament, God has already forgiven us, but there's something about not extending the same mercy and forgiveness that God has extended to us while we were still his enemy to other people that have offended us in way less ways, in way smaller terms. The offenses, the offenses, <laughs> the offenses have been so insignificant compared to the way that we've offended God and our sin and in our separation from him. Um, and so I really had to pause and you know what guys, like, I just want to encourage you when you feel stuck, when you feel like things won't ever change or you'll always be in the place that you've always been or whatever, you just feel like you've been circling around the same mountain, man, can I just encourage your heart to reach and to believe for more? Because I have been so, I don't know if like my hope has been revived. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just been this really interesting thing to see God do something supernaturally in my heart when I just go, I I don't, I don't know what to do with this, but I need you to come do supernatural surgery on me and to see how God moves in my heart because I can't tell you that there is anything other than saying actively, you know, I forgive and I release and I may have to go back and say I forgive and I release again when the feelings of, of being offended rise up if they come back up again, but I'm believing God that they will not. <laughs> um, but it's been so amazing to see God move in and make up the difference where I'm like, I feel offended. I'm upset. I don't, you know, and this is just what it is. Lord, help me to not be this way. That God gives me the the desire and the ability to do and to be what is pleasing to him, like Philippians 2.13, 2.12 and 13 says. And that's just powerful. So I just want to encourage you guys, like if you feel stuck emotionally, mentally, whatever, that you just extend your faith and your reach and just like, Lord, I can't. I don't know how, but I need you to make up the difference um, because I really experienced the Lord do that for me. Me and just my offended heart at somebody else, you know, like I'm not even in the right, like oh, being a martyr. I was, I was wrong in holding offense and God moved in my heart. So I just want to encourage you in that way, but forgive other people, like release offenses, release, you know, oh, and I'm also good at this one. I'm really good at being offended on other people's behalf. Like I'm very, I'm very huge on treating my friends and family, my loved ones. Well, like I just, I, I will be that girl in the background, like we gonna jump them. Like I just, I'm very serious about my friends and my family. And so I, I have to be mindful that I don't get swept up. Like I'm, a, I can be Peter in a hot second. Like you said, what to my Lord? Slip your ear off. Like <laughs> I have to work on that, but, um, release offenses, just release that kind of stuff. Like let it drop. The scriptures even say that in the Amplified, you know, release offenses, let it drop. And I just really encourage you guys to practice that. And the other half of that, um, that just little instruction is to forgive yourself. I found myself um, kind of reflecting on areas that I'd messed up in and places where I'd fallen and just being like so self-pitying, just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, man. I screwed up. I cannot believe I was so stupid, you know, and just going over and over in my head and that kind of stuff. And like, that's not how God relates to me that's not his best for me. He doesn't treat me that way. And he has a right to, you know, he has a right to be like, you are stupid. <laughs> and he's not that way. Um, but, you know, to model the way that I speak to myself, the way that Christ speaks to me and speaks of me. Um, and so be, be merciful, extend mercy to yourself, be gracious, 
um, with yourself and towards yourself this year um, as you're reflecting on how 2017 went. Um, even 2016, if there's stuff that you've been holding on to, like, I just encourage you release it, release it, release it, make amends where you can and where you need to, but just release that, let that stuff go, just let it go. So that was my one little mandate, um, or one little directive, I guess it wasn't a question. Um, for the questions, uh, the first one I kind of want to ask you is how are you with the little, you know, scriptures talk about, you know, if you're not faithful in a little thing, you're not going to be faithful in a big thing. And so really what kind of steward were you, you know, um, what kind of steward was I, how did I, um, steward my time? How did I spend that? Was I strategic? Was I intentional? Was, was I, um, did I find myself sowing into other people, into other people's things, being faithful in another man's thing? Um, or, you know, how, how did I steward my money? Did I eat through my finances and neglect God's house and the things of God? Or, you know, did I spend my money on, on the kingdom? Um, how did I steward my body? Did I get enough sleep? Did I make sure that I kept toxic people in relationships, you know, kind of where they needed to be on the outer court <laughs> of my, of my relational circle? Um, did I exercise? Did I work out? Did I make sure that I treated my temple well? Did I invest, you know, in myself like I needed to? Um, one of the things I talked to you guys about when we talked about self-care was just how me planning on getting my nails done sort of regularly kind of just did something for me spiritually, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, in my soul. Did something for me in my soul in a way that just was like, wow, hmm, that's good. I should do that more often. That, that filled me up. Um, so how are you taking care of your body? How are you stewarding your emotions? You know, are you taking responsibility for your emotions and having healthy expressions of emotion, healthy outlets, or did you just, you know, blah all over the place? Um, how did you steward your spirit? Did you make sure that your spirit woman or man was well fed, well cared for, well guarded? Um, we talked about guarding your soil earlier um, in the life of the podcast and just, you know, taking stock of your soil. What's in there? How did you sow into that? Um relationships did you strategically invest in your relationships the assigned ones whether they were assigned by blood or assigned by covenant um did you take care of the least of these um did you pour into someone did you mentor someone did you disciple someone um did you pour into those that you would consider mentors did you reflect to them your love and your appreciation your gratitude for the role that they play in your lives um and your life i'm sorry how did you steward your relationships? How did you prove yourself in the in the technically little, you know? And those aren't little at all. Relationships are not little. But I mean, you know, just consider consider your ways. What kind of steward were you in that? Um, and the last one, which is a really big one, how did you steward your words? Um, were you someone that was a person of prayer? Were you a person of releasing encouragement? Were you, you know, an interceder, intercessor? <laughs> um were you someone that, that people could count on to, to point to the light, to point to the hope, to point to the truth? Or were you uh, a dissenter? You know, did you bring up gossip? Did you tear people down in their presence or outside of their presence? Um, how did you steward your words? And so just considering how were you in the faith? How were you in the little? What kind of steward were you? And my second question, what was left undone? And by this, I mean, if you are a person that starts the new year with, you know, plans and thoughts and all these things that you want to do, all the, all the people that you are going to be this year, you know, if you have a vision board, what, what didn't you get to, you know, what wasn't done? Um, what did you plan to do, but didn't follow through on, um, and make note of those things Are those things that, you know, it wasn't the season for, um, were those things that, um, there wasn't grace for, 
were those things that you simply were not diligent enough to bring to fruition and be honest, you know, and I really, again, you know, y'all, this is my MO, no shame, no heat, no judgment, you know, but just be honest. What were the things that were left undone and why, you know? So that's question number two. Um, The third one is sort of like an overreaching kind of thing to do. I would really encourage you as you start out this year to take a survey um, or to have the people closest to you kind of just do a survey. What are my strong areas? What are my weak areas? Um, How how can I improve? How can I get better? And, you know, if there are areas that you are already aware of, like I know for me, being uh, gentle sometimes is a struggle. I, I can be very direct. Um, I don't know. That's it's part of just a proclivity of mine, I suppose. But I'm aware that I can sometimes come across roughly in conversation. Um, and so that's something that I already know about. But I still kind of check in with, you know, my, my parents or my siblings, my close friends. You know, how am I in this? And where do you see a chink in my armor? And where am I falling short? And you know, I, I know we have low maintenance relationships, but is there any way that you feel like I devalue you or you feel uncared for in our in our friendship or in our relationship or whatever? Um, and so just sort of take stock and, and, and take survey in that um, as it as it as it relates to, I suppose, again, um, the the things that you start off your year hoping to do, at least in 2017 um, or the things that you did do and did accomplish, you know, um, how can you expand that? How can how can you make that better? Um, and this, I guess, in a sense, it would be what worked, what didn't. Um, and that's a good overreaching one as well. What worked for you this year? What did you do well? What did you boss out? What did you like knock out of the park, you know? And then how could you make that better? Um, this went well, this didn't. Ooh, I really thought I was going to, you know, hit higher numbers on this evaluation and I didn't, but I know where I can tweak and change. Um, what worked, what didn't. Um, I would I would really encourage you to evaluate your habits and your relationships, you know. So with habits, what served you? You know, what served you and your vision? Um, at the beginning of the year, I typically start off with a word or a phrase. Um, and I think for the past three years or so, I've had a word um, that was like my focus word, my anchor word. Um, and I think last year's or 2016's was like preparation. And just being prepared, being prepared in my work, being prepared at the time I was in grad school. So being prepared for school, um, just being prepared. You know, I'm I'm one of those people that feel that I I know what God has called me to as like a sort of grand scheme for my life. I kind of have this like I know what the vision is for my life. Big picture. I don't know all the nuances and things like that or even the timing. But I feel like I know why I'm on this earth. Um, and so like being prepared to move into that that vein, I just felt like that was what God was saying to me in that in that time frame, And we'll talk about, you know, sitting before the Lord and just receiving from him kind of all of that good stuff for the, the new year. But, um, what things worked, what things served the vision, were you visionless? <laughs> you know, that's a big thing. Um, and we'll talk about why it's a big thing next week, but you know, what served your vision as it relates to your relationships, you know, what relationships are serving you? My pastor has been talking about, you know, you will always stay a five on your scale from one to 10. You'll always be a five if you hang around fives. Um, and if you never seek a 10, again, you will always remain a five, but you should have some tens in your life. You, it's cool to have fives. 
Um, but you need tens. You need people that are on 10 that know more than you do. I saw this quote and it was like, if you're the smartest person in the room and every room that you walk in, you're in the wrong room, you know? And that was just like, oh yes, we have to reach for more. That's the only way that growth is going to happen. But, you know, really evaluate your relationships and not everybody is necessarily in your life to give it, give something to you in a sense of take me further. How are you going to advance my life and my, my calling and my career? You definitely have people that are assigned to you for you to steward them, for you to be a tool and instrument in the Lord's hand to pour into them. Um, and so just be mindful of that. Ask, ask the Lord to show you like, okay, who are the relationships that are, are that you've assigned to me to pour into? What assignments, what relationships do I need in my life to take me to the next place that you have for me? And seek those people out. Ask them to be your mentor. And just a word on mentorship. Mentors are not at all called to stop their lives and pour into you. They're not supposed to be on call 24 hours, seven days a week, like you make yourself available to mentors. You hop in their schedule. You find a way to serve and allow them to pour into you while you serve and remove a burden or destroy a yoke in their life. That's how you get a mentor. <laughs> Shameless plug, I guess, maybe. I don't know. That was just something that I, I, I notice people talk about wanting mentors sometimes and they don't really know how to like get in there. And they're like, everybody's busy. It's like, yes, everyone is busy. What you need to do is <laughs> decide that you're going to babysit and, or you're going to take them out to coffee or, you know, you just figure out a way to squeeze yourself into their schedule and be a benefit to them. Cut their lawn or something, remove a burn, destroy a yoke that would allow them to pour into you. Anyway, moving on. Um, here's another question. Who did I serve this year? Uh, I was at a New Year's Eve party and we were sort of asking questions about, um, like, uh, what, you know, what was my greatest memory? Who did I give? What was my, what was my best gift? Or what did I give back to? Who did I give back to? And that was really kind of like, oh, wow. Hmm. And it kind of pricked my heart in the way that it's like, I could be more intentional about giving of myself and of my resources. I could be way more intentional, not necessarily on a grand level, but like on a sort of day to day, like, hmm. Who did I serve? How am I getting up with the intention to serve? Um, so just thinking about who did I serve this past year? How did I purpose to serve? If I did at all, and if I didn't, is that an area that I need to grow in? Spoiler, probably is. <laughs> um, but, you know, who did I serve this past year? And to just really sit and marinate on that and allow the Lord to sort of minister to you about going forward, how he wants you to serve and and give of yourself. Um, talked about what went well. Oh, so here's one that I really like. What went well? Because we should celebrate that, like kudos, yay, celebrate. Um, and how can I strategically plan to do more of that and to to bring more of that into my life? Um, it's important to really not just think about what didn't go well, not to just criticize and 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 kind of like string yourself up for what didn't go well. You know, sometimes we think reflection, and it's like all the ways I failed. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, I, I want reflection to be both the wins and the losses, you know? Um, so what went well? What, and I, th- and I think there's something about just pausing and savoring the goodness of God in your life. Um, it just whets your appetite to see God's hand in more of your life and not necessarily like God is doing more, but to just have a, a palate that's sensitive to, that's receptive to perceiving God's hand in your life. There's so many little things that I was just, I was thanking God for. Um, this Christmas season, especially as I was like shopping for gifts, um, I, I kept getting phenomenal parking at the mall. <laughs> and I was just so grateful. <laughs> it was like tons of people, everybody in Jacksonville is out, but wow, God, you keep giving me center stage parking. That is amazing. Um, 
And it's biblical, guys, because Psalms 103 talks about the Lord satisfies our mouth with good things that our youth is renewed like the eagles. If you read that in the Amplified Version, it says good and beautiful things. Um, and those things revive us and, and bring life to us. And so um, I think a lot of times just pausing and reflecting brings life and revives and encourages you to keep going. Um, like, make no mistake, the years are long and sometimes life can be difficult and be hard. But it's why it's important to pause and consider the goodness of God in our lives so that we we face our, our we face forward and and believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living going forward in the next year in our right now um, and so I just encourage you guys to sort of just reflect and consider consider your ways think about what went well think about um, what kind of steward you were and how you maybe want to do better consider asking friends and family what are your your strong areas or your weak areas and just evaluate just take some time think about you know, what served me? What didn't serve me? How did I get in my own way this year? Um, how was I partnering with the Lord this year and, and, and to celebrate what went well? So I love you guys. Um, boss this week out, make it a phenomenal week because it's already great. God has made it. So it's a good week. Um, and enjoy this first week of January. It's going to be the first of 52 great ones. I love you. Make it amazing. Be amazing. And that is to say, be you. Bye, y'all. Thank you.